0: Welcome to Tusker Talk, a podcast from Somers Schools. I'm Amanda Bergen, the district's communications coordinator, and it is a superintendent's update day. Hi, Dr. Blanche.
1: Hi, Amanda. How are you today?
0: Thanks for being with us.
1: Yeah. A little rainy today, but we're okay. A little bit.
0: Do you want to introduce what we're talking about today?
1: Absolutely. So this is our science research team. Mr. Malia has some of his students here today. This, I would say, is, is one of the shining examples in the district. To follow the intent of the mission of the school district to
2: engage students in their learning at a personal level. Mr.
0: Malia, thanks for being with us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about what the science research program is, kind of the history of it, how long you've been teaching it? Sure.
2: So science research here at the high school is a three-year elective course uh, where students come in in their sophomore year and they identify a topic that they're interested in studying. And then over the course of their three years in the program, they develop a independent research project where they will uh, They'll produce original findings, and they will present that work in a research paper and at various competitions, um, both local, regional, national, and international. Um, I've been teaching science research here at the high school for about seven years now, um, and the program currently has about 50 to 55 students enrolled.
0: And is that growth in numbers over the years?
2: So unfortunately, due to COVID, a lot of students uh, were having a difficult time finding mentors. Um, We have a lot of students who will do work down in New York City at research hospitals, and when a lot of those labs shut down, students lost those opportunities. And so the program was uh, right around 80 students. Um, We did dip down, but we are seeing some growth Um, This is the first time in my seven years teaching that we have almost every single first-year student with a mentor at this point in the year. Usually we are, you know, struggling at the end of the year to try to find those last-minute mentorships for students, and some students will come back as juniors who are still looking um, for a mentor to develop their project, but this year we've found that a lot of labs are opening back up and are willing to take students.
0: Great. Good. that bodes well for the future. It
2: absolutely does.
0: So we have four seniors here with us who are at the other end of the spectrum of this program. They are wrapping things up. Why don't we go around, um, Emily, I'll start with you. Introduce yourself, tell us your name, and what your project is.
1: So, hello, my name is Emily Dodd. I'm currently a senior, and I basically went and researched two proteins really heavily involved in homeostatic plasticity and learning and memory function, known as MGLOR1 and 5 and HOMER1B and C. And what I found in this Parkinson's disease rodent model was that the interaction of of these two proteins are significantly changing, which shows us a new mechanism for cognitive impairment that could be happening, not only within the Parkinson's disease rodent model that I was working with, but also within patients themselves.
0: And you just came back from an international competition, yes? yes. Can you yeah. tell me a little bit about
1: that? Oh, it was it was so cool. It was wonderful. <laughs> I basically was able to go and meet kids from all around the world just to, and be with them every week. And it was really wonderful because not only is the community just so welcoming, but you get lots of different perspectives, not only on medicine, but also on like lifestyle and what you want for the future. So it was really wonderful to go and network in that community. And it was
0: ICEF, which is the International Science and Engineering Fair? Yes. yes. Okay, and in Atlanta. Yes. So you and Mr. Melia spent the week down there, right? Mm-hmm. And what was the outcome, Emily? Uh, <laughs> you, I, you sort of buried the lead, uh, Emily. Oh,
1: sorry. I placed <laughs> third in biomedical and health sciences.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. So is there a next step, or is, is that the first there is a next step. Mr. Oh. Melio, what is it? No. That, that no. is it. That's <laughs> it. That's one. <laughs> That's,
2: That's it. as high as you can go. That's exciting.
0: That's, well, congratulations. Thank That's you. That's really exciting. And you have plans to continue your research next year?
1: Yes, yes. The plan is to go and do a regenerative internship this summer, and then as I go and switch to Washington University in St. Louis, to go and continue neuroscience research there. Great. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, next.
3: Hi, my name is Charlotte Potter. I'm a current senior, and I did a project on a comparison of emotional contagion, emotional complexity, and experiences between human relationships and human artificial intelligence relationships in order to maximize um, future AI's ability to help people during mental health crises from a virtual platform. Um, and so basically I compared some vital ther- therapeutic human behavior traits um, within human interactions and human artificial intelligence interactions to find out where um, certain A- AIs were lacking in certain areas when it came to portraying human emotion um, and trying to emphasize which aspects of those um, would be important to be implemented in future artificial intelligence. For How own. did
0: you develop your research?
3: So I um, what I did was I created a survey to um, analyze different um, parts of emotional contagion, which is um, the ability for one person's emotions to be um, felt by another human being through uh, like facial mimicry and things that aren't necessarily verbal, um, but can also be verbal. Um, I also analyzed emotional complexities, which is ability to experience diverse and a large range of emotions. Um, and then emotional experience, which is kind of the broad overall view of how people interact and the various emotions um, and stimulations that people experience. And I created a survey that um, kind of meticulously understood each aspect of those variables um, to find where they were strongest in certain interactions and where they weren't. Um, and so I, I gave that survey out to um, a wide population.
0: And did you you had a mentor? Who was your mentor?
3: Um my mentor is Dr. Shelley Freese from Walden University. Um we met online um throughout COVID um but she's also in Colorado. So um virtual platforms are really helpful and <laughs> COVID there was the one thing that came out of COVID that was very good is that I was able to um really maximize the ability to to work online and virtually. Okay. congratulations thank you
4: hi my name is matthew khan and my project is the integration of technical indicators into a deep key learning system so as to increase profitability and in simulated stock market trading so basically i combined techniques used by real world investors with artificial neural networking techniques to create a novel system that would give a unique analysis uh, on the stock market.
0: Okay, is this your second year with this project? Is this a new one this year? Uh,
4: Yeah, so this is my second project and I did a very similar project last year. It was slightly different, I was trying more to improve the neural networking techniques and in this I was trying to, in this current experiment that I did, I was trying to kind of fuse two already existing techniques together so I don't know. It's been a great experience. Right. I really liked it. And where was where was your mentor? Uh, he's sitting right next to me. Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. great. So I had a uh, mentor the first year and some people get a really great experience out of the mentorship. I didn't personally have the best experience, I, but it was more of a hands-off project anyways, so the mentorship wasn't necessarily as important to my success. So the second year, I was able to more or less do everything independently, and then I had Melia for everything else I couldn't do. Good old Melia. That's it. <laughs> man, man with many hats. <laughs> All right.
5: Hi, my name is Julie Rios and I I did two similar but different projects that both revolves around sleep disturbances among firefighters. My first project that recognized the prevalence of sleep disturbances among firefighters in the tri-state area. And my second project looked more specifically into a few of the possible causes for sleep disturbances among firefighters. The two that I looked into were their
0: length of employment and their length of shifts. Hmm. Did you all participate in the WESF competition? Yes. Yes.
2: It's the Westchester Science and Engineering Fair.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. great. And that was hosted here for the first year? Mm
4: -hmm.
2: So Somers is the new home of the Westchester Science and Engineering (laughs) Fair as of this year. Um, Unfortunately, there was a spike in COVID around the planning time, and so the competition had to move to a virtual platform as it has been for the last two years. Mm Um, but moving forward, it will be an in-person competition, and it will be held here at Somers High School.
0: But the the award ceremony was held here, and yes. that was no small potatoes. That was oh quite the production.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, it was. So you know, unfortunately, the real issue that we had. Um, I am a member of the WESF board. Um, one of the real issues that we had was getting judges. Uh, for the competition um you know having that many people who are in a population that may be a little bit more vulnerable um you know because a lot of them are older retired scientists um and so moving virtual allowed them to still be able to judge projects from home but for the award ceremony um it was you know the high school students who had competed they're in school anyway so we were able to do an in-person event um and we had a uh, I would say about 1,200 people here. Um, we had about 600 students uh, from around the county were given awards for their uh, independent projects. Um, and we had about 50% of our SOMERS science research students uh, were recognized for their work that evening.
0: So when, when you have the competition in person next year, hopefully, um, how many kids will be here? Where will they be from? What's the plan?
2: So the Westchester Science and Engineering Fair uh, really spans Westchester and a couple of schools from Rockland, Putnam, and Dutchess. Um, This year, uh, virtually, we had just shy of 600 students. Uh, Before COVID, we were pushing uh, just over 600 students in any given year. Um, So next year, we're expecting that number to to be up there. We are also going to be uh, hosting the Somers Science Fair this year, uh, which is coming up on June 4th. Um, That was always run simultaneously with our sister fair, the Westlake Science Fair, where the Somers Science Fair would be the northern half of the county and the Westlake Science Fair would be the southern half of the county. But this year, uh, the Somers Science Fair is gonna be the one home for all of Westchester (laughs) County. And we have 526 students registered to compete there. So uh, that competition is for first year students who will be presenting their proposed work. And so seeing such a large number registered for that competition uh, is very promising for you know the, the health of science research in Westchester County. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that WESF, the Westchester Science and Engineering Fair next year number gets even bigger.
0: And you also have the symposium coming up.
2: That is correct. So next Tuesday evening, the the 24th, we're going to have the Summer Science Research Symposium here at the high school. Um, That's an evening where all of the students in the program will be able to showcase their work, whether it's work that they have completed for our seniors and some of our juniors, or whether it's proposed work that they're going to be doing this summer um, and beyond. And so the evening will start at 6 o'clock with students... uh, displaying their work with posters in the high school commons Um, and then there will be a dinner after that and then the seniors will be presenting their work a little bit more in depth with powerpoints. Um, It's kind of like a senior night for sports Mm -hmm. uh, where the students in the program get to showcase all of the great work that they've been doing.
1: I'm wondering uh, what I always like to hear about your different kind of projects is your why a little bit behind it. Why the topics because obviously very very varied in everything in there so if you wouldn't mind just getting the firefighter people mm-hmm. why did you choose that area?
5: So I had been interested in doing a re- research project on sleep or mm-hmm. mental health conditions and I, I honestly didn't have any personal connection to firefighters and I had came across research that had been Good. done on them and reading into it a lot of the reason why they are doing research on it is because they're such a significant and essential working population that doesn't have a lot of research done on them and so that really
0: motivated me to look further into the topic thank you and you were able to find somebody who was who could mentor you who was working on it already or was it um so my mentor
5: she was a a a sleep specialist so she didn't do research specifically on my topic but she knew a lot about like within my field great anybody else
1: oh sure i can go uh, so I originally became interested in Parkinson's disease, and I came into science research knowing that I'd want to go into that mm-hmm. just because my papa had been diagnosed in two thousand and four, and he unfortunately had gone and passed away by my freshman year of high school. So I think that really motivated motivated me to go specifically to this topic. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I over the summer before my science research. Uh, Experience, I knew I wanted to take the course, and so I was brainstorming a lot of uh, different topics that I could have gone into, and I read a book um, by Malcolm Gladwell called The Tipping Point, and he was talking about global epidemics, um, and emotional contagion was something that he had mentioned um, in one of the chapters I was reading, and I found it very interesting, and so I looked into it a bit more, and I was I was surprised by how little research is done on that specific topic um, because it seems to have such a big impact on how we all interact. And I had also found interest in um, artificial intelligence and how that can be used to help people with mental um, illness and and get above that um, any support barriers within that field. So I looked into a bunch of different um, things that could possibly influence those populations and emotional contagion kind of sparked the yeah. the research into the literature surrounding mental health and AI. Thank
4: you. Okay, so when I first came into science research, I knew that I liked both finance and I knew that I liked computer science. And I thought science research would be probably the perfect place to figure out which path I wanted to go into in my life and into college and in a career after that. And what I ended up finding out after a short while in science research was that I liked both of them too much to kind of pick only one or the other. So I ended up fusing both a financial study and a computer science study together so that I could kind of tackle both of those at the same time and enjoy myself throughout it. Great. Thank what you would you me. guys
0: say to a student who's thinking, of, who's interested in the class but s- thinks, oh I'm not a, I haven't been a super strong science student in the past. Maybe English is one of my stronger subjects, um, but they're still interested. Do you have to be a, a, a chemistry whiz in order to take this class? No. I don't think so. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. no.
4: There's a, a large, large variety of projects that I've seen only in my short time. I'm sure Millie has seen a ridiculously large variety of projects. I knew a student um, when I was first coming into the program. He was a history buff. He didn't have any interest, really, in science whatsoever. And what he ended up doing was studying uh, almost archaeology and uh, <clears throat> the radiology surrounding that and like the ide- I don't, do you remember Dylan Lanz's project? Yep. So he <laughs> he really didn't want to go the route of science and I think right now he's a history major so he wasn't a hardcore science guy, he wasn't a hardcore math guy or engineer or computer science yet he still found a lot of value in the course and every single time I talked to him he still has so oh, how's science research, how's <laughs> Malia? how's everything going with that? So. I think you can get a lot of value out of it regardless.
1: I think science research is really different from any other science class that's offered here just because there's no set curriculum. So students are really able to go into whatever they're very passionate about. It doesn't so much matter if you understand chemistry or calculus, but that you like what you're doing.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I think the, uh, the program really puts a lot of emphasis on science being something that's more so about how our world functions. Um, and learning more about that and expanding that field rather than being incredibly invested in one niche fields. Like it's about exploring research outside of what we would normally learn in a a usual curriculum and allowing students to explore what they're really interested in. Um, And and science really encompasses so many different fields and really the possibilities are endless in that regard. Mr.
2: Malia, do you have any? Yeah, I, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that topic. It's something that I think is really important for people to understand about the program, and it's something that I say to all of the freshmen when I go into their biology classes to see if anybody is interested in this. Is it is not, you know, wearing a lab coat and goggles and standing at a at a bench all the time. If necessarily. That, necessarily, <laughs> if that's what you want, that right. that absolutely is an option. Um, we have a lot of students who will do those types of wet bench chemistry or pro- research projects. But we have a lot of students who will do social sciences and behavioral sciences. And um, the student that Matt was referring to, Dylan, you know, he was really interested in the history. He found a, an old uh, Native American paint pot in his backyard and was really fascinated by the origin of it. And so he came into the program and we sat down and had a discussion about, you know, what he was interested in studying. And he's like, you know, I really don't know, like, how to make a science project out of this. And so he ended up getting a mentor at the Museum of Natural History down in the city. um, And he ended up doing a uh, XRF analysis to identify the different metals that were in the clay that was used to make the pot but here's a student who now, you know, has exposure to scientific techniques like XRF analysis. And, you know, he will probably not use that in his career, but that's an experience that he had and went through the process of researching and reviewing literature and creating an argument and then presenting his information. And I think that those are all very valuable skills regardless of what field you go in. So you guys talked a lot about the complexity and the different challenges of things here. One word. If each one of you just give me one word that would
1: describe science research,
4: awesome. There we go. <laughs> That's it. I feel like it's very
1: hard to sum up science. Yeah. Research. <laughs> but I, if, I guess exciting is one that That's is great. very applicable. Great. I'd say engaging. Awesome. Thank
0: you. Probably experience. Excellent. Thank you. Before we sign off, I know everybody's always curious about where, what seniors are doing next year. So let's go around the table again and and share with us what your plans are. And let us know if you plan to continue your research or if you're moving on to something else. Mm -hmm. And say your first name again, since nobody can see us
1: right now.
5: (laughs) I'm Julie and I'm going to study nursing at Case Western Reserve University in the fall. And I do plan to continue research in the future, but I'm not sure if I'll continue my exact project.
1: Hello, my name is Emily Dodd. I've enrolled in Washington University in St. Louis as a biology major on the neuroscience track, and I plan to go on and continue neuroscience research through all years of college.
3: Um, my name is Charlotte. I will be continuing my education at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. I'm going to be an international affairs double major with um, journalism and mass communications. I wanted to make sure that I would be continuing my research. Um, beyond whatever I I decide to do. And so I will be um, continuing my research.
4: All right, so I'm Matt Kahn and I'm going to Cornell University next fall to study applied economics and management as well as trying to get a minor in computer science as well. I hope to both continue research with Summers High School and to do it at Cornell as well. I'm planning on mentoring an underclassman for following like summer we'll <laughs> see how that goes <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's exciting alright well thank you all and best of go. luck thank you,
4: thank you. Thank you.